on the field, and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. And the 0-2 is hit in the air to center. Warning track, it's going to be playable, and this one is over. Just missed. Hit it to deep center on the warning track. Brewers leave a runner. Final score tonight. Nationals take the opener. It's 4-1 to Washington. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. A loss for the Brewers opening up a series against the Nationals. Welcome into the program. My name is Matt Pauly. Craig Kishan from Bally Sports Wisconsin. He'll join us coming up in just a little while. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauly on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I'll tell you what I thought. My my initial reaction to this game today is you know, we made a lot about how well the Brewers just played on this road trip, going eight and two on a ten game trip on a three city trip. Those are tough, and that we we talked about over the last couple of shows. That's why I was concerned about the St. Louis series because you go into a third city and things are going to be relatively tough a lot more often than not on those three city trips. They're not easy. Um, I I think today is kind of the remnants of that trip. It's it's a tough trip. It's three cities. The Cardinals did not do the Brewers any favors by having a, a night game last night, so it's late getting in. I just think that this team kind of looked flat today coming off what was a tough trip, and hopefully everybody gets a, a full night's sleep tonight and you kind of get back to normal uh, tomorrow. But that's what it felt like to me. Uh, off, again, the other part of it is, and this is this is the baseball thing side of things, and this is where uh, it's a legitimate concern, they faced a left-hander again, and they just have not been especially good against left-handed starters. Their record against lefties now 14 and 13 this year, compared to their 60 and 36 record uh, against right-handed starters. So that's it is something I think to be concerned about. We've talked about it a lot on this program. We're not breaking any news by mentioning it. It certainly is something that has been a trend, and that's something that this team is going to have to figure out here moving forward about uh, what the what lineup and what group of players give them the best opportunity to have success against left-handers. The only the other concerning thing uh, that comes out of this game is Tyrone Taylor. He has an oblique injury, and he is going on the injured list. Uh, manager Craig Council has confirmed that, um, and he is going to uh, be headed to the injured list with an oblique injury. And we all know about obliques, and probably not about to tell you anything that you don't already know, but those are those are tricky injuries to deal with because you got to really kind of time out when you start to come back from it. You can re-aggravate them so easily uh, when you're trying to come back from it, and that just puts you back at uh, at square one. So that's the bad news. That's the bad news out of this game that the Brewers are going to be without Tyrone Taylor. Uh, don't know what that's going to look like for them, how the roster is going to be put together. They're not... It's certainly not a situation where they're they're not going to have enough outfielders. When you look at the way the roster is constructed, uh, obviously 
Jackie Bradley Jr. is going to be getting probably a, a little bit more playing time. You'll probably see Jace Peterson uh, playing in the outfield. Uh, to me, the the logical move to make from a roster standpoint at this point uh, would be probably bring Daniel Vogelback back. It's not a situation where you have to have a, a guy who can play the outfield on this move because the roster is constructed in a way that You've got you got guys that can go play in the outfield. Vogelback can give you good at bats uh, off the bench. I still think Roddy Telez and Eduardo Escobar will get the vast majority of starts at first base if that ends up being the move. But that's the bad news. That's the bad news of the day that Tyrone Taylor is going to uh, be out, and he has done such a nice job for this team. Uh, and we don't know when when he's going to be back, but it's going to be at least 10 days, and uh, hopefully he is going to be back with the team sooner than later. Uh, We're about 10 days out from the start of September, so by the time he gets back, the rosters will be expanded, not the major expansion. You get just the two players now, uh, so you go to 28 players once you hit uh, September. So that's kind of the news of the day. If you want to join us, you can do so. Of course, we don't even mention the the news from earlier in the day where uh, we find out that uh, Giannis is buying into uh, the uh, ownership group and he is now a part owner of uh, the Milwaukee Brewers which is which is pretty cool I think there's a lot of reasons to be very proud to be a Wisconsin sports fan when you see those type of things are taking place again if you want to join us you can do so 855-616-1620 855-616-1620 that is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line you can uh, tweet into the program as well at Matt Pauley on air M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air we're back with more in just a moment this is Brewers Extra innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Norris deals again down low and Manny Pena blocked it. Throw to second base. It's going to be in time to get Bell. And it took a perfect throw by Manny Pena. Bell is still at second base. He is, uh, he's not leaving. Brewers come up short. They lose to uh, the Washington Nationals by a 4-1 score to open up a three-game series. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley at American Family Field. I don't know about you, like the Stephen Colbert stuff today, I thought it was fun. Uh, and I know there's people out there, like his first thing, and if you weren't here at the ballpark, just a little bit of background. A couple years ago, Colbert kind of made fun of the city of Milwaukee on his show, and then he uh, put out a video apology, and in his video apology, he said uh, he wants to come to Milwaukee, and he wants to run in the sausage race, and he wants to tailgate, and the Brewers tweeted at him and everything, and then COVID happened, so everything fun like that kind of goes away, and Finally got the opportunity to get him here uh, tonight, and his first little speech that he did it went a little long. Uh, it, like for for somebody who watches baseball on an everyday basis, uh, it, it I was a little uncomfortable as it felt like they were out there for a while. But I mean, there's a lot of things in baseball that gets delayed for a really long time for no reason. The sausage race stuff was fun. I thought I thought it was fun. I th- it was uh, sometimes you know we we take ourselves a little bit too seriously, and for me it was just kind of a little bit of fun, uh, something very very different. And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what it looks like. They're going to be repurposing it uh, for uh, his show at some point. Um, here and it might be a little while before it actually uh, airs on his show, but that's going to be uh, that's going to be something that's going to be uh, fun to be able to see. Eight five five six one six one six twenty eight five five six one 
1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Joe in Bristol texting in. Says, Matt, plenty of opportunities tonight, but we couldn't get it done. Looked a little flat like last night. Hope we regain our bats before Cincinnati gets here. Brewers in this game today did not have a hit with runners in scoring position. Didn't have a ton of opportunities, but they had enough. They go 0 for 6 when you lose a game by three runs and you go 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. Uh, you know, one one of those hits could have been a two-run hit, something like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a... Uh, they didn't do much. They, they, it was a quiet night offensively, just the one run on three hits for the Brewers. Uh, they did very little. Patrick Corbin uh, looked pretty good today. Corbin's not having a great season. I mean, his ERA coming in was uh, 6.04, drops it to 5.87, giving up the one run and three hits today. Uh, but, again, we, we go back to the lefty thing. In fact, Doug texted into the program and said, uh, the Brewers better start hitting lefties or this season could end quick in the playoffs. Let's hope they don't face too many lefties the rest of the season. This problem is getting glaring. Doug, I, I would, I don't disagree with you on one part of it, but I actually do disagree with you on another part. For me, I, I think the Brewers need to figure out who's going to go out there and perform against left-handers. So they've got the cushion right now in the division. I hope they face as many left-handers as possible because they can kind of hopefully you figure things out by facing a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of lefties, and uh, they will face a lefty again coming up on Sunday. And Sean Nolan is going to get the start uh, for the Nationals. Uh, I understand why you say you don't want to see the Brewers facing a bunch of lefties based upon their record against lefties this year is not as good as their record against right-handers. But when we sit here and we focus in on the things that need to happen for them to go into a deep playoff run, finding a little bit more success against left-handers is one of those things. So I would make the argument that going and facing left-handers more often is something that might actually be good for this club, even if it doesn't result in a, uh, in a ton of victories right away. So that, that's, uh, But again, I, I, I don't think you can look at the, the numbers against left-handers and ignore it. Like there, there are some things, like the record at home versus the record on the road, and I know people are going to see that they lose this game today after just coming off a, a great homestand. I think it's an anomaly. I don't think there's a whole lot there. I think it's just... A kind of a weird coincidence that the Brewers have, have have won so many games on the road and have not won as many games at home. I just don't think there is a whole lot there. But the left-hander thing I is I do think is something. I, I do think there is there is some sort of reason that they are not as successful against left-handers and going and, and figuring out a way to make that better is uh, something that uh, that you got to do. Speaking of that home road record, Mike in Colorado text in said, uh, too many home losses this season like this one tonight make me worry about how this team might perform in late September into October if they make it. <sighs> Again, I just... It's one loss. I, I understand why why you say that, Mike. I do. Um, I, again, I just I focus in on kind of the circumstances around this game, and I, it sounds like I'm sitting here making an excuse. If if they look like this again tomorrow, then I think I take a little bit of a different take on it. But that's just 
that's a really tough last week and a half that they went through with the three cities and all the travel. And again, this game probably looks a little bit different if the Brewers play the standard getaway day game yesterday like you would normally do getting out of a city. And for, for whatever reason, the Cardinals didn't do that. The Pirates don't do that a lot. Pirates are, are one of the worst teams in baseball when it comes to not playing uh, day games on getaway days. Um, some other teams do that. The Yankees do it on occasion. The Marlins are doing it. Uh, it's, I don't know, I don't like it. Play getaway days and, and play day games. I think everybody is better for it, and uh, that's uh, they didn't do it. And I, it, it results in them flying in and getting in at 2 o'clock in the morning after a three-city trip. There was, just, there was just a lot of things going on. Nate sends a tweet into the program, and uh, this is a big question that we've talked about a lot. He says, what's wrong with Christian Yelich? His back, his knee, it's guessing. Uh, how long is his lack of production leash uh, on how, – how long is his lack of production leash on this World Series run? Today was not a great day for Yelich when he gets the opportunity to come to the plate in a big situation and he grounds into a double play. Now, for being really fair about things, nobody did much of anything at the plate today. So he only had one at bat to not do a whole lot, but it it kind of felt the same way that that everything else has felt. Before tonight, uh, he was on an eight-game hitting streak. Now, he wasn't lighting the world on fire during this eight-game hitting streak. There were some hits uh, in there that were not, uh, you know, some soft contact, things like that. But I do think he has certainly shown some signs. And when we break down those numbers a little bit, uh, based upon just that eight-game hitting streak, including tonight where he goes 0-for-1, over his last eight games, hitting 314, he's got three doubles in there, um, he's got three RBIs, his OPS is at 751. Look, that is that is not... That is not 2018-2019 MVP Christian Yelich. But I also think it's not fair to say that he's not contributing. And you look at his on-base percentage. We've spent so much time talking about his on-base percentage. It's a, it, we've talked about it to a point where it's, it's, it's borderline annoying talking about uh, his on-base percentage because he's a former MVP who's making good money. And his, his job is not to get on base. His job is to drive in runs. But he's not doing that this year. Uh, he's just not. And we hope that at some point he's going to do that again. You take who he is this year, and you find ways that he can help the club. And during this period that I'm talking about, since August 11th, uh, his on-base is at uh, 351. Uh, when we uh, when we get rid of just the, the since then and just look at his overall season numbers this year, his on-base is at 370. He scored 51 runs this year, which isn't a horrible total considering uh, where he's at. So I think he's still helping this team. And with Tyrone Taylor out... Uh, you know, when when you had Tyrone Taylor available and you had a Visayo Garcia and Lorenzo Cain and Jackie Bradley Jr., it gave Craig Council the opportunity for days like today to maybe give him a, a few more days off than you normally would. That, that kind of goes away now. Taylor's going to be out for a while, and... Uh, Yelich has, has produced more than a, than a Jackie Bradley Jr. He is on a little bit of a hot streak right now. Again, the eight-game the eight game hitting streak comes to an end tonight, but it comes to an end in a one-at-bat situation. So I, I don't think we're talking about his leash at this point. I understand the question. I absolutely do. But I don't think we're talking about a, a leash on Christian Yelich. I think he's going to continue to, uh, to play. And I do think even though, and this is important, even though he is not producing at the level that 
fans expect him to produce that. I think it's disingenuous to not acknowledge the way that he has helped the team this year because he has. He hasn't helped the team in the way that you expected him to, but I don't think we ignore the stuff that he has been able to do to to help the team. It's not. I'm, I'm not sitting there saying that he's he's putting up numbers that you can be happy with, but just because you're not completely happy with where he's at doesn't mean that there uh, is not some things that he is doing that certainly is helping the team. All right, Brewers lose today to the Washington Nationals by a 4-1 score. We'll get the news in two minutes. Back after that, this is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. One ball, one strike, the pitch. Line drive down the right field line. That's a fair ball. It'll score at least one as Keyboom is around second. He's headed for third. They're going to send him around third base. Here comes Luis Arias to the plate. It's not going to be in time. It's a triple for Lane Thomas. And the Nationals have a 2-0 lead. Brewers come up short. They lose to the Washington Nationals in the series opener. 4-1 the final score. Welcome back into the program. My name is Matt Pauley. Craig Kishon from Valley Sports Wisconsin is here. We may have just uh, blown his eardrums out. I'm awake now. <laughs> <laughs> In case Vinny had not kept you uh, kept you awake there on the uh, no, studio. No, we show. had. Uh, you know, we this this wasn't uh, the greatest game. I mean, we we understand that now, right? Brewers lose four to one. It was just one of those. You know, one of those games that just didn't work out. But you know, we we got all charged up for these post game shows. I know you do too. You got to keep it lively. You got to keep people entertained. You got to educate them a little bit. You got to share some information. We're ready to go. There you go. There you go. I'm not going to bed till three this morning. I can tell. You might go to the gym tonight. You know, throw up I don't some, know about some that. weight down. Um, Twelve ounce curls. <laughs> I the the great thing about this game is you have games like these. And if the Brewers have a one-game lead or a two-game lead in the division, we're sitting here looking at this game, looking at the 0-for-6 with runners in scoring position and just the three total hits and saying, you can't lose games like these to the Washington Nationals. Well, when the Brewers are in the position that they're in, when in, in terms of the standings, you can change that up a little bit and you can say, well, they're coming off the road trip. And, you know, There's a lot going on. There's a reason for them to be a little bit down today. They'll be fine moving forward. Yeah, I mean, you, you just have to. I mean, you know, they, they've been playing such good baseball. Um, and, and we just saw another example tonight of this is how it goes sometimes in this game. And, and you can't say because a team is, is you know, um, sold off their, their all their assets like the Nationals did and and they're not playing well since July 4th or July 1st. Just look at the record. They're they're among the top three losing teams in baseball. Doesn't mean you're going to sweep them. Right. Um, and and this wasn't this wasn't a badly played game. This wasn't a, a badly pitched game. Um, I think the Brewers, you know, offense just ran into a bit of a buzzsaw uh, against Patrick Corbin here tonight. Who, by the way, has had a lot of success in his career. Hasn't had a lot this year per se, but he knows how to pitch. We, we've talked about this a lot already on this show, but I'll get your take on it. I do think, yeah, I'm not concerned about the home versus road record. That just it doesn't concern me. Uh, but what does concern me is that they're not scoring against left-handed starters. They're, yeah, that that is interesting, yeah. isn't it? And 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 I don't know. I mean, may, maybe that's just as uh, bizarre as you know the success on the road versus the lack of success at home. I. I don't know. It, it's a it's a very interesting thing going on with this team here right now, and it doesn't matter who that lefty is, as Mm-mm. we saw, because 
because Corbin really got rock, he's gotten rocked. I think his last four games, he's given up twenty nine earned runs. So, but again, I mean, he he has a good history to him. Um, but th- there is there is a concern when you dial it in like that for sure. Yeah, and I think some fans are concerned about it. If you face off against a team in the postseason that puts two lefties in their in their rotation, what does that look like? Is that a way that this team has their postseason run maybe come to an end a little earlier than, than they would like? We're probably putting the cart in front of the horse when we even talk about that. But uh, to me. I think the Brewers are going to win this division. I'm not worried about the Cincinnati Reds, and I know people hate it when I say that. They think that I'm challenging the baseball gods. I'm not. I'm just. I'm very confident that this team is going to win this division this year. So if everything that they do at this point is to set themselves up for a deep postseason run, finding success against left-handers is an important part of that. Yeah, and so what's that first step? You know, not, a not to worry about it and just go out and and play ball the way it should be played. And you know, when whenever you face a lefty, you fa- I mean, are you going to change the lineup up? Are you going to try to insert guy? I, I, you know, what's the answer to that? I guess. Yeah. You know, there's the question, there's the concern, but what's the answer? The answer is these guys just have to figure out a way to produce. I think facing lefties as often as possible is not a bad thing, even yeah. if it results in some losses. I'm not real concerned about their record. Just go go face lefties and no, see if you can get it figured I, out. And I agree with you. I'm not worried about this division really at all. Uh, I'm I'm not. They're they're the superior team right now in this division. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Brewers short as they lose today, falling to the Washington Nationals four one. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Strickland and the one-two delivery. Got him looking. On the outside corner, he struck him out. Fastball right there. And now with two down, Riley Adams, the catcher, is coming up. 4-1 Brewers lose to the Washington Nationals. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. I'm Matt Pauley. Craig Kishon from Bally Sports Wisconsin here as well. want to mention real quick, and I know Greg Matzik talked about this a lot during Brewers warm-up, but I haven't had the chance to really talk about it. It was a really a, a great day for the organization where the announcement was made that uh, Giannis had bought into the ownership group first time in a long time that this ownership group uh, let in new investors and uh, Mark Atanasio said it was a it was a unanimous decision to to let Giannis in but I think it's 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 really really cool to just watch all the everything happening in the state of Wisconsin when it comes to sports and this is just another great example for Giannis now being so involved in the Brewers I, I think it's cool uh, I did not see it coming I don't think anybody did it was such a um... Uh, almost a last-minute press conference mm-hmm. today. We were all identif- uh, notified, you know, with less than two hours to go, really, before they they officially announced this. And to me, you know, I, I mean, I, I've covered Giannis all eight of his years. To me, to see where he has come, especially in the last couple of months during the playoffs, winning an NBA championship in the city of Milwaukee, his sincerity. Um, and as genuine as he is, is to me is is off the charts. There's no script to him. There's nothing but uh, a, a genuine person talking from the heart um, and from the brain. He's a pretty smart guy. He understands that this is this is a big deal to a lot of people. And for him today to say um, during the championship parade when I was 
staring at 200,000 people downtown Milwaukee, what this really means. He wants to be a part of it. He wants to continue it. He wants to do it again. And now he's tied into a franchise who would love to win their first championship mm-hmm. ever. So he can he can bring a lot to the table in a lot of different ways, there's no doubt. I think uh, Wisconsin sports fans would be okay if he gets two rings this year. Darn toot, yeah. my friend. Darn yeah. toot. That'd be a good, that'd be a good look. The 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 two rings on uh, on Giannis's hand. I, I told these guys, uh, Vinny and I were talking about it uh, during our TV post game show. I said he knows the uh, he knows the parade route, so he can drive the first bus. Four <laughs> one Brewers fall to the Nationals. The post game comments of manager Craig Council. That's next here on WTMJ. This is Brewers extra innings on WTMJ. 3-2 coming, runner goes, and a swing and a miss. He got him with a changeup. Pini's got to throw to first to complete the strikeout. He does. An AccuNet mortgage, rock-solid strikeout. Brewers come up short. They lose to Washington 4-1 in the series opener. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley at American Family Field, where manager Craig Council spoke to the media just a little while ago, opened up his uh, comments discussing the performance of Washington starter Patrick Corbin. Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, compared to when we faced them in, uh, I think it was May in Washington, um, you know, the velocity was is significantly up. Um, so... You know that that's his velocity's kind of been trending up, but um, you know I was, you know the first inning was 95, some 96s, so the velocity was on the fastball is good, and he was, you know, in the zone with his fastball enough um, that it, we didn't get good swings on the fastball. I didn't think. Craig, what's your think of Brett tonight? Well, I thought it was a kind of a normal Brett start. I mean, I think. The, the the big thing was, you know, we had, he just, that opportunity to get out of that inning. Um, and he just, I think he, le- I think it was a change up. He left up to, um, um, what's Lane Thomas. I think Lane oh. to, he left the Thomas to change up up. And so, you know, he made some good pitches with guys on base uh, prior to that. And after that, but he just, he left the change up up and, you know, the guy had in a spot to score a runner from first. And so that hurt us. With with no not much room for air with you know us not doing much offensively tonight. Is it a little too early to see with uh, Tyrone? Yeah, serious that might be. Uh, we're looking at an injured list. Um, we'll get an MRI in the morning, um, but it's a it's a definite injury injury list. Did he do it in that proceeding at bat or somewhere out in the field? Yeah, no, he did it in the second at bat. Yeah, I believe it was the first pitch, the check swing. He did it on. That's tough, Craig, because you, you've said he's had such a nice year and, and been so valuable for you in letting you rest those other outfielders. Yeah, no, I mean, I think his, you know, he fits really well with his right-handedness and, and, the, and the depth he provides and how he's played. He's, he's played very, very well. Um, so, you know, we're going to miss him. Um, but uh, hopefully it's, it's, uh, he's able to just miss a little bit of time here and, and get back to us. Craig, what did you think of uh, Daniel Norris giving you two innings tonight? Well, he did. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought Daniel kind of battled himself tonight, but but got us two scoreless innings. I thought Manny's play was a big play to throw him out, throw the runner out at second base um, to get that, you know, to just get him through that inning with his pitches. So, um, but there, there was two big innings. I mean, it gave us a chance, right? It, so it kept the game at three to one and gave us a chance, and um, 
unfortunately, we just weren't able to score. Craig, uh, on Corbin, how big do you think that Escobar at bat was? It was 11 pitches, lots of foul balls. He ran about three miles. And then Avi gets that, you know, the, the home run on the next pitch. You think those two at bats were linked? Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, it's always your job as a hitter to take a piece of the pitcher um, as, as well you can. Um, it was a great at bat by Eski. Um, you know, he hit several balls hard, just foul, um, and, and almost, you know, one that shouldn't end in an out, but he. It was a, it was a great battle, um, and Eski got Eski hit another ball good, just 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 missed it to the you know in front of the warning track. So, yeah, I mean, I think that when you go through a battle like that as a pitcher, um, you know that the, the, it's hard to lock into that next at bat because you're almost taking a deep breath of that you that you won a really tough battle, and and Avi wisely jumped on a jumped on a first pitch and that made him pay. That's manager Craig Council speaking with the media after the Brewers come up short. They lose to the Nationals 4-1. How does it all go down? We'll tell you what the highlight's next here on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 4-1. The Nationals defeat the Brewers. Brewers' extra innings does continue. Starting pitching matchup tonight. Brett Anderson on the mound for the crew. Patrick Corbin going for the Nationals. Low-scoring game. In fact, no scoring would take place until the top of the fourth inning. That's when Alcides Escobar leads the inning off with a bunt single. And then with one out, Josh Bell gets a base hit. So runners on at first and second for Carter Keboom, who uh, grounds into a fielder's choice. Bell out at second. That puts runners on at the corners for Lane Thomas. One ball, one strike. The pitch. Line drive down the right field line. That's a fair ball. It'll score at least one. His key boom is around second. He's headed for third. They're going to send him around third base. Here comes Luis Arias to the plate. It's not going to be in time. It's a triple for Lane Thomas. And the Nationals have a 2-0 lead. 2-0 until the sixth inning. That's when the Nationals would get another run on the board. Brett Anderson still pitching. First battery faces uh, Juan Soto. He walks. Then Josh Bell grounds out uh, with uh, Soto out at second. Excuse me. Uh, grounds out and Soto moves to second, I should say. After a walk issue, DeCarter Keboom puts runners on at first and second. That ends the day for Anderson. Hunter Strickland comes on. He strikes out Lane Thomas, but then Riley Adams does this. Here it is. Bouncer hit wide of third in the left of base up. Around third and on to score. And Manny Pena says, take a look at it. He was safe getting in there, so no need to look at uh, the replay. It was close, but he was safe, so that makes it a 3-0 game. Brewers would get one of those runs back in the bottom of the seventh with one out of Isael Garcia at the plate. Pitch to Garcia. That's driven out to deep right center. This one is way back there and gone for Avi. The Brewers are on the board on the 24th home run of the year from Avi Garcia. 
Travels 415 feet, leaving the bat at 106.8 miles per hour, but ends up that is the only run scored for the Brewers. The Nationals would get a run back in the ninth inning. Jake Cousins is pitching for the Brewers. Uh, He would issue a bases-loaded walk to Josh Bell. That would make it a 4-1 game. So we head to the bottom of the ninth inning with the Nationals holding that three-run lead. Brewers try to make a little bit of noise. Jace Peterson leads the inning off with a walk, but then Willie Adamas grounds out. Peterson goes to second. Eduardo Escobar strikes out, and with two outs, it's Avisao Garcia at the plate. And the 0-2 is hit in the air to center. Warning track. It's going to be playable, and this one is over. Just missed. Hit it to deep center on the warning track. Brewers leave a runner. Final score tonight. Nationals take the opener. It's 4-1 Washington. With the win, the Nationals go to 53-68, and while the Brewers drop to 74-49. and Winning totals for Washington, four runs, eight hits, no errors. They leave 10 for the Brewers. One run, three hits, no errors. They leave three. Winning pitcher Patrick Corbin, he's 7-12. and Brett Anderson takes the loss. He's 4-7. and The save to Finnegan, his fifth of the year, one home run. It was Garcia's 24th. The game lasting three hours and nine minutes, played in front of a crowd of 27,998 folks here at American Family Field. Final score, 4-1. The Brewers lose to the Nationals. We'll give you scores from around the rest of the NL Central, and uh, we'll get you set for game two of this series coming up tomorrow. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 4-1 Brewers lose to the Nationals. Game one of a three-game series here at American Family Field around the National League Central. Reds win tonight, so they pick up a game in the division. They also pick up a game, uh, well, they at least uh, they pick up a game on St. Louis, who's chasing them in the wild card race. But the Reds beat the Marlins by a 5-3 score. Cubs lose tonight. They lose to the Royals by a 6-2. Actually, that was an afternoon game today. And then the Cardinals, they get shut out by the Pirates by a 4-0 score. When you're trying to... Uh, Hunt down the Padres and the Reds in the wild card race. That's the last thing that they wanted to have happen. So right now in the NL Central, Brewers lead over the Reds seven and a half. Cardinals are eleven games back. And as far as the wild card race goes, as it sits at this moment, the Reds are within a half game of the Padres. Uh, the Padres are in action right now, and they are trailing the Phillies three two. That game midway through the seventh. So if the uh, Padres end up losing that game. They would then be a tie for the second wildcard spot between the Padres and the Reds, which is the last thing they won. Brewers and Nationals play game two of the series coming up tomorrow. Eric Lauer goes for the crew. Former Brewer Paolo Espino will get the start for the Nationals. 3.05 first pitch. Coverage is uh, set to begin at uh, 2.30, and we look forward to talking to you uh, then. No Brewers extra innings tomorrow. We'll get right to Packers football as soon as we get done with Brewers. I'll be back with you for another Brewers extra innings coming up Sunday here on W. WTMJ.